Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. We have re- literally just grown so fast. I, I just want to take a moment before we get into anything and let you know how much I appreciate you, how grateful I am for you that you're sharing these podcasts, you're telling your friends about them. Please hit subscribe. We want you to subscribe on these. So you're getting all of the updates, you're getting press conference videos, you're getting everything you need to, for about your, your Raiders. Also, don't forget, we've got a, a Facebook page that you can go to. Just look for Las Vegas Raiders inside. I mean, Las Vegas uh, Sports Illustrated's Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you'll find us there. We've got the website with all of our written articles, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast, you can get our Las Vegas Raiders Insider podcast. Uh, make those all available to you. I would just encourage you, don't pay other people for what we give you for free. And uh, that's just, you know, these are there's this times in the country and economy's tough. You don't have to be paying people for what we're giving you for free. Now, there's some things you want to pay for because they're valuable and it's something that we're not giving you. I get that. But I just want to remind you, you know, we're your one-stop shop for to go to get all your Raiders information. You guys have made it incredibly successful, and I want to thank you. Um, I want to dig right in today because there is a unique dynamic developing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, in all of my decades of covering football, being around football and everything to do with football, I have never said what I said about these next few weeks, and they are they are no longer about Jimmy Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connell. It's no more about um players and, and we're going to get into all of that but the the focus of the Raiders and, and 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 what should be your focus as a fan is all on Josh McDaniels now let me, let me just read this to you so they're they're playing the Packers on Monday night okay 
Then the Patriots come to town, who are no good. They beat them last year. Then they go and they play at the Bears. The Bears are terrible. They go to the Lions, which I cannot believe I'm saying this as a native Michiganian. They're good. Then they host the Giants and the Jets before they head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Now, so if you look at that, there is, let's just go over it again. We've got Packers, Patriots, Bears, Lions, Giants, Jets. Of those next six games, five of them are ones in which you can make a legitimate argument that the Las Vegas Raiders should win. There's a legitimate argument there. The Giants are not what we thought they were going to be. The Jets aren't. <clears throat> Bears are terrible. Patriots are all over the place. They're self-imploding. And by the way, I've said this before. Do not be shocked if Bill Belichick is fired. Uh, if his team doesn't get to the playoffs, I have a lot more on that and why I believe that coming up later in the year. It doesn't matter right now. I'm just giving that to you as a piece of information. The Packers are a team that I thought would win the NF NF NFC Norris division. Because um, growing up in Michigan, you never you always expect the Lions to disappoint. And they're not. So and and the Packers are are struggling. These are all legitimate games that you can make a case. Now, I said at the season's beginning, based on talent, coaching, and everything else, this Raider team, if Jimmy Garoppolo stayed healthy for 17 games, was a nine and seven, excuse me, a nine and eight team, nine win team. Okay, Jimmy's proven already he can't do that. So what did I tell you in the offseason when they sired Jimmy Garoppolo? You give Josh McDaniels the benefit of the doubt. That's the guy he wants. But if he doesn't stay healthy, that's all on Josh. I don't want to hear that Jimmy's not healthy. Uh, but Jimmy wasn't healthy, Hundo. Uh, nope, don't want to hear it. You signed a quarterback who is off injured. We gave you the benefit of the doubt. We wrote that. You can go back and look. We wrote it. We podcasted it. But said the responsibility of that is on you. Well, the proof of the pudding's in the eating, and he was hurt again. By the way, thousands of you voted in our Twitter poll. 76% say, Hondo, I want Aiden O'Connell to start. I put it on Twitter yesterday. I had a lot of fun interacting with you guys when I was on the airplane and, and in the airport. Thank you for all of you that interact with me on Twitter. I love to do that. I try to do that every day. Sometimes I don't get to do it, but I try to. I love interacting with the fans. Without you, I don't have a job. So I, I like interacting with the fans. Most of you, 99% of you are great. Some of you are just plain obnoxious, and that's what mute buttons are for. Anyways, um, fine. I, I enjoy it. But I say this. And Josh McDaniels wins, and he does. And you think that's our guy. Fine. It's his call. And, and at this point, it's all about him. We're going to judge every single decision he makes. We're going to parse it, fillet it, look at it. And it should be that way. It should be that way. You got the benefit of the doubt for 20 games, actually going into the 20th game. And then after we had 20, which was a good sample size, then we begin to parse. 
Now, a couple of things I want to discuss is this is all now about Josh. It is all now about his ability to make coaching decisions. Now, I think he's got a lot of good coaches on his staff. I think he has a couple that are just terrible, that don't relate to his players. His players are just tuning them out. And he knew he had this problem in the offseason. He could have got rid of them. He got rid of one, but he could have got rid of got rid of there was a couple of changes, but he could have done more. He didn't. He chose to stay the line. That's on him. See, one of the things you're going to begin to see is uh, uh, this is a great example. So I had people on Twitter, you know, why didn't you ask about this or ask about this or ask about that? And my answer was very simple. I have a friend whose father was dying of um, lung cancer, long-term smoker. I mean, dying of it. Not long to live. In fact, they had sent him home to die. And he got a cold. And one of the children was greatly concerned about the cold. And the doctor looked at him and said, the cancer's going to kill you. Kill him. Cold ain't. Because they were mad at the doctor for not wanting to do more to take care of the cold. The whole principle is those were all fair questions to ask. I wasn't um, diminishing those questions. I was simply saying the questions that had to be asked is what I asked them, which is you're 21 games into your regime and you're worse than what you inherited. That's a fair question. Now, I want to say something because I think this is very important because you guys know this and I think it bothers some of you is that I am constantly wanting to be fair. As a journalist, that is my job. I'm not a flamer. When something needs to be flamed, when something needs to be asked, Sunday needed to be asked. There was no other question, in my opinion, that I needed to ask other than you inherited a playoff team and 21 games in, you're worse. And it's, I mean, the way the kids say it today, facts, facts. That's factual. That's that's not beating around the bush. It's facts. So when people, hey, you should ask this, you should ask this. Well, you go get a degree and get a job and work your way up to this level, and you can ask the questions that you want. I don't need you to tell me what to ask. I think I ask good questions. I just wonder, there are other people in those press conferences that can ask other questions too. Sorry. And and so I'm going to continue to ask them. And I've already got questions lined up for if they lose Sunday and if they win Sunday. I think there are legitimate questions, and this is all on Josh. But you got six games now. Five of the six are very winnable with the talent and everything you have. And so go do something. Go do something. And, and that's what it is all about to me. Now, a couple of things I want to address. People asked me what I meant when I said that Aiden O'Connell was unprepared. And I totally believe he was. And I, I, I believe if, if you are fair-minded and listen to this argument, you're going to understand why. So I was told 
before training camp, Brian Hoyer was going to be backup. I told you all that. That's all. This is what I love about the digital age. When I tell you something, you can go back and verify. Uh, I talked about it in question and answer articles. I don't know if I mentioned it in pods or not. I think I did, but I'm, I'm not 100%, but I know it was in my question and answer articles. I was told after training camp, Brian is second. So every game they had prior to last week, Aiden is, is inactive. Okay? Now, in practice, got to remember a couple things. This isn't the old NFL, and it's not college. We got 100 players. So reps are incredibly valuable at the pro level because the rosters are half the people. So the quarterback, I mean, the, the, the number one, the first string guy gets 75% of the other reps. Let's just say 70, but probably 75 would be fair. Let's say 70. You know, the number two gets 25% of the reps. So you haven't thought Aiden O'Connell was your backup all year. He's been inactive. In practice, he's getting 5% of the snaps. Then, bam, Jimmy's out. Jimmy's out. So now you throw him in there. Well, you have to be thinking, this is what coaches are supposed to do. You're supposed to be thinking of all of those things. And so, listen, I can tell you, having spent time around Saban, the most prepared person I've ever known, and he's off the Belichick tree, man. I mean, he learned that from Bill. Josh should have too. So if you know, okay, I've got an off-injured quarterback, and if he goes down, Aiden's my guy, then you got to have Aiden there, getting him those reps. That's what I mean about unprepared. So last week, bam, oh, you're a guy. Now, I'm going to tell you this. And I know this goes against some other reporters reporting, and I don't think they're bad guys, and I don't think they're liars. But I know for a fact there was a time in last week where they thought Brian Hoyer was going to be the starter. It's why I said to you, be shocked if he's not. And then there was a change, and it went to Aiden, which is fine. Not going to question it. Josh is the one under the microscope. But to go there in the way you got up to this point, woefully unprepared. Woefully unprepared. In fact, I'll read you what. A couple things. This is what an NFL um, uh, member of an NFL management or an NFL team sent me. Hondo. Absolutely correct analysis. For him to have been inactive and been the third string guy all year, then thrown into that position, if that to me almost sounds panicky. If he's that guy, he should have been there getting those reps all year. That's some a member of an NFL executive team. Uh, here's something I got from someone inside the Raider organization. I would have hoped if that's what you felt about Aiden, he'd have been getting more reps and been the number two guy all year. Doesn't make sense to me. There you go. That's a member of the Raider organization. Not going to tell you if it's management player or what. I'm just going to read you that. So that's a that's legitimate criticism. But again, it's all about Josh. But I, I think it's important because we're going to learn a lot about Josh as a coach over these next six games. Does he put a boot in the ass of his staff? I'm sorry, starting strong. 
running out of gas and then coming on late, coaching. Constant, same guys making mistakes, coaching. Carmen Brasillo, who you all know that I love. Great man, great father, great son, great coach. I believe that. So do a lot of people around the league. I wrote a whole article. He's He was Josh McDaniel's secret weapon. Okay. We're going to find out if he's the coach that I think he is. I'm not backtracking. <clears throat> you got the NFL's leading rusher in that offensive line that you just got manhandled. Listen, there's nothing wrong. You're manhandled by Bosa. Er, he wasn't out there. Khalil Mack, a lot of people have been, been beat up by Khalil Mack. But you had other guys throwing your guys around like sacks of wheat. If you're from the desert, you don't get this. But when you're from Michigan, where I'm from, throwing them around like, like bales of hay. So a lot of guys, young kids in the mid in the Midwest make their money in the summers bailing hay, just grabbing the hay bales and throwing it. I mean, that Raiders offensive line, every single one of them is, is called out. They look terrible. Absolutely terrible. Every one of them got beat up. And, and, and some play better than others. It's your job to go to your brother and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? You want to talk about not running Josh down there on the goal line? Great. On Josh McDaniels. See, I think it's important to keep focus and not get on the ancillary. Don't worry about the cold when someone's dying of lung cancer. And I'm not making light of that. That was a family member of mine. And a friend, but it was it happens to be an extended family member. I'm trying to make the point. Josh McDaniels now is fighting for this franchise. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. He's from the Midwest. His father's a legendary coach. There's nothing wrong. This is football. There's nothing wrong with fighting for something. Great, Josh. You got six games. Go win the heart of these fans. Show them, hey, everybody, I'm disappointed too. I know it's not Josh's personality, but, man, I am I want him to do well. I don't root against the Raiders. This pains me. I want him to walk to a, to a podium and kick something, throw something, and say, yeah, I'm pissed. Pissed. Did you watch Dayball on Monday Night Football with Daniel? I just want to pissed. These are guys I believe in. I trusted. They're better than this. I will never forget this. I have lost a ton of weight. I know that's probably hard for you to believe because I'm huge now, 256. But I used to be well over 400 pounds. And I wrote an article once about a player, basketball player, who was overweight. And his coach made him get on the scale in front of the media. It was tough. So my dad called me and wanted to meet with me explains to me that in all my life, he's so proud of everything I've been able to accomplish. But for the first time, he was embarrassed. And he said, I don't know how you can write about a player lacking motivation in the eating department when you look the way you look. Now, I love you, son. And I'm going to love you whether you're 200 pounds or 400 pounds. But it, the, the reality is, and man, I uh, since then I'm very brutally careful about what I eat and what I put in my body, and I've lost, you know, well over I think it's uh, 
and I think it's uh, right at 180 pounds, could be 175, whatever, all on my own. And when it hit me, you're right, Dad. And it made sense to me. And I lost that weight. And I want to see Josh McDaniels go out and say, you know what, guys, this isn't what we wanted. None of you bought into this. I did inherit a playoff team. And we're going to, we're going to get this thing. I, I do this all. I want the fans to see it. Man, I, I, I take the criticism, and I'm good with that. Because people say, how do you defend this? No, I'm not. This is all on him. He inherited this team, and they're worse. That's all on him. You know, you don't want your team changing coaches every two years. There's no stability in the franchise. And by God, who's ever spread in this rumor that Mark Davis can't fire him because he's broke? That is a falsehood, and it's a lie. So if you're going to come up with criticisms, at least have them based in truth. Mark Davis ain't broke and can do whatever he wants. That's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's it's echoing the narrative of Oakland, and they're not in Oakland anymore. And if you want to listen to people that spread it, that's fine, but I'd just mute them. I wouldn't even listen to them after that stupidity. But they're trying to build something stable. You're darn right I, I, I believe in him because I know him since he was a graduate assistant. I know the man that he is. But I'm sorry. This next six games, it's him under the microscope. He can go win Raider Nation's heart, and you all know I'm right. I'm going to tell you something. I was asked on a national interview recently about Raider fans, and I said to him, everybody wants Raider fans. Now, when you see the extreme, you're like, man, I don't want that. I had a person, and I keep, obviously, I'm a public figure. My home and all that is private. And I had a guy just recently take a picture of my home and send it to me with a threat. Now, I didn't tell you all of that, but I ended up sending it on to law enforcement. And when I just mentioned that somebody did and I turned to law enforcement, oh, Hondo, he's a wimp, a lot more vulgar than that. But no, no, you start coming by and taking pictures of my home. That's too far. But it's just one. It's not the majority of fans. I I, I know that. I'm not blaming Raider fans. Every fan base has Whack jobs. But 99% of this fan base, there isn't a team in the NFL that wouldn't want. They're passionate. They care. They love it. They're there. You know, and listen, I don't want to hear about the crowds. I'm going to always talk about it because it is germane. But I don't want to hear about it because you know what? If you win, Raider fan ain't selling his ticket. So if you want the, the crowds better, and, and please, I'm asking you, I know a lot of you are mad and you're ripping people. They're not real Raider fans if they sell their tickets. Well, when your franchise says just win, baby, and you're not just winning, then don't get mad if it's just selling, baby. <laughs> I I bought these tickets to watch a winner. You're not a winner, so I'm selling them. So another team can, another fan can watch a winner. Sorry, I'm going to defend the fans there all day long. Six games. Five of the six are winnable. And I think the Lions game on the road, that, that that would be an upset. But five of these six are legitimate. you got a shot to win this game. Go do it. I'm going to tell you, you, I know a lot of you are going to think I'm nuts here and tell me you're wrong. I'll never like Josh McDaniels, whatever. That's fine. 
But I believe I've gotten to know this fan base pretty well. You go out and just win. Here's the whole thing. And I said this to a member of the Raiders organization recently. I said, these fans, it's not about hating Josh. They were, most of them were birthed, baptized, and indoctrinated by Al Davis. They don't hate Josh. They hate losing. They're going to hate who's ever losing. I don't really believe that about this fan base. And, and so he's got a chance here. Just win, Josh. He's got a chance. These are the players that you wanted. Just win. I'm not rooting against them. I've heard people say, best thing can happen to us is lose every game. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan, but I've been around this franchise. No, it, that's not it. It's just win. Just win. And if Josh thinks it's Jimmy, great. Go play Jimmy. Because you're under the microscope. I have a really good friend who was an NFL kicker for a lot of years. And he got out of the league. He decided he wanted to go back in. And, and I was with him watching him kick. And, man, he was booming 50, 55 yarders. He looked fantastic. Looked the best he'd ever looked in his career. And he goes for a trial. And anything over 35, he just couldn't hit. And he came back and I said, you all right? And he goes, yeah, I'm mad at myself. If I wanted the job, I had to just go do what I know I could do. And I, I just didn't do it. Okay, here's this, this is the same principle now with Josh. I want him to succeed because I'm going to, I want any Raider coach to succeed. I wanted Rich Passaccia to succeed. I wanted John Gruden to succeed. I want who's ever here to succeed. I don't root against them. I know these people. I know those players. Man, my heart goes out to a Max Crosby. One of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. I've watched Jordan practice. I've watched Kobe. I've watched Irvin. Y'all call him Magic. I I've seen him. I like Max. His wife is just a beautiful woman inside and out. He's just, his baby is just adorable. He's just a great guy. He loves fans. My God. If you ever see Max out in public, he loves fans. He loves it when people come up and just say hi to him. And he cares about people. It matters to him. This hurts him. You're darn right I want him to win. And that's not coming from a fan perspective. I root for good people. Good people in this organization. But they're under the microscope now. No excuses. Absolutely no excuses. You have six games. Go in the heart of the fans. Go win it. I know. I've had people say, well, Josh just stands there like he doesn't care. I, I, You know what? If you did not know him, I would totally agree. Sometimes it just looks that way. Yeah, it does. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know he cares. And so you got six games here. Then you got a brutal ending. Go win. Just win, Josh. You're going to be accountable for every decision you make. You are under the microscope. 
things you might have been gotten grace for in the first 19 games? Just win. That's the whole thing's about. Just win. I want them to. And I know you do. These next six games are monstrous. After these six games, we're going to know a lot more about Josh, the regime, and the direction of the Raiders. There's 13 games left. I don't blame one person who's angry. I don't blame one person who's mad. You've got legitimate things. Legitimate. But I want to address one other thing. There was video somebody sent to me of a guy who I believe was a Raider fan flipping off Mark Davis and screaming at him at the game. And I was asked, what do you think of it? I think it's ridiculous. If you want to stay, look at him and say, hey, this sucks, man. you got to do something about this. That's your opinion. I don't have an issue with that. He's sitting out in the open. He's not up in a suite hiding. But, you know, my dad, who, if you haven't gotten the hint by now, um, loved him. Just loved him. One of the finest human beings to ever walk this planet. Terrific father, great provider, godly man, great husband. Just don't have any complaints about my dad. But my dad used to tell my brothers and sisters and I, in this house, we can have fights and arguments and disagreements and we can have issues. But outside this house, we're family. And I'm sorry. Looking at a Raider fan throwing the finger at Mark Davis, just screaming at him incessantly. I'm sorry. I, Y'all, I, I know I'm going to get roasted for this, and I'm fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Go ahead. I'm not sorry. I just think it's ridiculous. Do you want him to go hide in a suite and never be seen by the public? No. He cares. Listen, I think you can honestly question and have disagreement with Mark Davis on some of the decision-making he's had. I totally agree with that. I think he's proven to be a superior businessman to his father, where his father was a superior football mind. Mark has proven to be a superior businessman. He's been willing to spend the money to try to build long-term stability. He spent the money for free agents since he got here in Vegas. And I think there are legitimate things you could question about Mark. But if you're a Raider, come on. You want to boo the product on the field? I have no problem with that. You're booing everything and everyone. You want to go on there and say you should fire Josh McDaniels? I have no issue with that. That's your decision. I think it's way too early with 13 games left in the year. And I'm going to address that in just a minute. But to sit there and be flipping off your co your your owner, screaming at him, come on. There are lots of ways to voice your frustration. You could have gone up and said, listen, this isn't good. You got to fix this. This is frustrating. I care. You know what? I, I know Mark. He'd have listened to you. But 
I'm sorry, doing stuff like that, I, to me, it would just cross the line. And you got one of you asked me my opinion, and I gave it to you. La last thing um, that I want to address is I've been asked a lot, Hondo, how can you, I'll just read you. I got a ton of them. I'm just going to pick one. This comes to us from, um, excuse me here. This comes from uh, Jay Griffin, Jay, just initial Jay Griffin. And, and Jay asked me, how can you say you don't fire a coach just because there's 13 games left? Okay, here's my whole thing. When you fire a coach, players instantly begin to play not to be hurt. Okay. And now the Gruden thing that, that had to happen and the players rallied around Visaccia. Okay. So in case anybody goes there for a disagreement, I don't know who the players would, would rally around on this team. I think they would rally around Carmen Brasillo. but I don't think there's anyone else they rally around. And I don't know that Carmen has the skill set to go fix the defense and go fix the myriad of issues. Okay. So there really isn't an interim candidate that you think, okay, this guy can lead the ship because pretty much I, I would, I, I said, Carmen may be the only one because just the way the franchise is right now, I think a lot of the players thought they were fighting for Rich to get the job, and Mike Mayock had 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 alluded to that. I don't think that anybody would go out and say whoever the interim is, these guys are fighting for them to get their job. So I think you got a lot of players that would just turn it off to be safe. Then I think you 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 don't when that happens, you don't see rookies continue to progress. I think there's just too much out here to throw anything away. I, I get it. Some of you are so angry at Josh, you just want him gone now. I, I, I understand that. I'm not attacking you for feeling that way. It's my job, though, when you ask me, why Why are you saying you want this? I say this. Why? I'm telling you why. There, there, other than Carmen, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know. And I've talked to a couple of people about it, and they, they kind of went along with me. Um. I think there are a lot of coaches on this staff that are well-liked. Again, there's only a couple that are weak links, but are they weak? But I don't even know those that are liked if there's a rallying cry, if it's not, hey, this guy can keep his job. So so I, I just, to me, there's so much, you may let some steam out of the kettle immediately, But you do more long-term damage. And at what point do you say, okay, the Raiders don't need any long-term damage? Plus, I don't think Mark Davis is there at this point yet to say I'm firing Josh McDaniels. And so there's just nothing to gain. Again, I have no problem if anyone says that's what you want. That's what you want. That's your personal preference. But I just think there's too much long-term damage that could be done to the organization right now for that to happen after these six games we're going to see a lot but josh mcdaniels is under the microscope let's go josh just do it or as the words of al davis change just a little bit just win josh i think that solves a multitude 
of sins. Winning cures or covers a multitude of sins. That's it. I appreciate you guys so much. Remember to subscribe. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.